You're listening to DAPCON Podcast. My name is Nick Hollands. DAPCON is a non-profit global developer conference organized by Gnosis. It's coming to Berlin Blockchain Week, August 21 to 23. In this series, we talk with DAPCON speakers about the latest in decentralized applications, Web3 and tech infrastructure in Ethereum. For information and tickets, visit dapcon.io. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Jorge Izquierdo. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of the of the Argon project. Um, and now I, I am the CTO at Argon One, which is the uh, the foundational team uh, working on the on the Argon project. Uh, but it's just one of the one of the different teams that's that's working on the project right now. Uh, at the at the moment, there are three different three different independent teams uh, that work. Uh, on core Argon infrastructure, along with Autark and Argon Black, um, and yeah, Argon One is currently um, working mainly on the on the Argon client, which is this um, this application that allows people to create and manage decentralized uh, organizations, uh, and also the the Argon network, which is a decentralized jurisdiction to make um, to make DAOs flourish. If you're listening, and the concept of a DAO is something new. You might be wondering, how is a digital jurisdiction real? How does that work? Doesn't it require a physical nation state kind of jurisdiction to make things legal? Well, for for different types of organizations, there are organizations that need to have like a quote unquote legal presence in a in a land jurisdiction because they they need to like access some of these services that, that these legal jurisdictions uh, provide, land jurisdictions provide. Uh, but there are other types of organizations that they just don't have the, the requirement to be tied to a, to a land jurisdiction. And these are, for example, uh, organizations that right now, they're not incorporating as, as legal entities and they're kind of operating in a, in a, in a non-formal way. Uh, but for some of these organizations, they, they that they could be created on, on Argon, um, they could have advantages of some of these uh, services that that land jurisdictions provide, but have so in a more um, in a cheaper and faster way, like in a in a in a digital way. And some of these services that that the Argon network will have, and the the first one is um, is dispute resolution, uh, and we're focusing on a very very specific. Uh, aspect of dispute resolution first. Uh, so right now, if you if you have a company in most uh, in most jurisdictions, if you have three partners in in this company and did two two of them cannot vote uh, to kick the other one out and remove them um, and just take all the assets of the company for for themselves, uh, but these sort of um, minority protections they just don't don't apply uh, natively to to DAOs. Uh, so this is the very first. Um, uh, the very first thing that we're the, that the Aragon Network Digital Jurisdiction will solve is solving this 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 issue that uh, people interacting with DAOs uh, they will know that okay this is the this is manifesto or this is these are the rules of the organization and even if some of these rules are not uh, cannot be enforced by code uh, because it's very uh, there's really no difference between okay we're sending all the money in our organization uh, to this other this other address or this other entity in order to make an investment from we're sending that over to to take the money and split it um, among this 
this uh, evil majority within the organization. And this is the, the, the first problem that, that the Argon network is, is solving, uh, knowing that, okay, before, like, even if that transfer is happening, uh, giving the opportunity to say, hey, this, is, this doesn't go according to rules that we all agree to in this organization and having a subjective oracle uh, that can look at the look at the rules of the organization, look at why the transfer is happening, and make a ruling um, based on that. Um, and and this is to prevent uh, bad things like this from from happening. Uh, because in in contrast to um, land jurisdictions, uh, the Argon network is a is a jurisdiction with um, with complete um, um, sorry uh, what's <laughs> um, limited with complete limited liability. Um, and, and what it means is, uh, if if you do something really bad in the in the physical world, uh, the the worst case you will you will pay it with your uh, well you can be in jail forever. In some countries, you can even be put to the death penalty. And but that can always happen after the fact, uh, because you always um, respond with with everything that you have and even even your freedom. Um, in contrast, uh, in crypto, once something happens, uh, there's it's really hard to um, to revert stuff, uh, so you have to apply all these measures uh, preemptively. Um, so, in the case of solving 51% attacks, so what this will look like is when someone sends a proposal to do something in the organization, even as people are voting, or even before people are voting, someone can say, "Hey, this proposal doesn't doesn't go according to the to rules of the organization, so we won't even be voting on it." Uh, even if the majority of the organization says, okay, yeah, we want to steal this money or do whatever, uh, if it doesn't go according to a rule, there's this higher entity that can say, no, this, this won't happen. And that is fascinating. And I wonder if this higher entity, this subjective oracle, is that a certain group of people from a nominated organization? Is it a human, perhaps a legal expert or something like a judge? we see a parallel legal system operating within the DAO ecosystem. Is that where it's headed or can it be secured entirely by code? Well, it can, it kind of, it's a, it's a mix of both. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, there's this very important notion that this, like having this service in your DAO is completely opt-in. It's not like um, you create a company in Germany and you have like all the, uh, all the things that, in, that that come with that with that decision of incorporating Germany is that you inherit all the, the German law. All the all, like at the end of the day, you would be going to German courts. Um, and here, you like the organization is really in control of deciding. Hey, I I want I want to have this, or I don't really want to have this. Um, so in in this case, this initial oracle that we're building, it's it's called the Argon Court, um, and it's kind of resembles um, uh, an arbitration court, but it's like a very, it's a very simple mechanism in which we try to resolve disputes involving the minimum number of, of viewers possible. Uh, so how it would look like is when there's, when there's a dispute, um, someone, so, so when someone creates a dispute, uh, a random like three or like a small number of jurors are randomly selected from the, from the pool of jurors uh, and they are asked to, um, rule on what they what they think the the results should be, uh, but these jurors there's here uh, a crypto economic game. So these jurors actually um, 
rule on what they think uh, their peers will, will rule. So it's kind of like a selling game in this in this sense. We're not asking people to, uh, we're not asking jurors to be like, uh, have um, like give their own opinion necessarily, but just like to look at the evidence, look at what's happening and try to think, okay, what, what would my fellow jurors and like everyone here um, decide? Uh, and that's how we, we try to get to this subjective truth uh, in which like every, like the the court will will decide on something, and if people are not happy with the with the result of that, this can be appealed, um, and it can be appealed all the way up until like all the all the jurors in the in in the Iron Court can be can be polled and say okay what's what what do you what do you think the rulings should be here, uh, and at that point like a final ruling is always always issued, uh, but this this final ruling can also be it should way way earlier if there are no appeals. So the, the idea with this is try to involve the minimum number of of, of jurors that I think like there will be like real people like reading reading documents and, and making decisions. Like at least at the beginning, like I, I don't I don't think it's so crazy that computers will will end up doing this uh, at some point. Um, but but yeah, that's that's the idea. Involve the minimum number of people to make a to make a ruling on on what should happen. In your view, what is all this experimentation with DAOs for? What's the dream scenario for DAOs in terms of what they can unlock through interesting ways of aligning incentives and enabling new forms of collaboration between people? Yeah, I think it, it really, really unlocks uh, people doing, like, first and foremost, people organizing that at the moment they don't have the the ability to do it in a, in a, in a safe way, in the sense that uh, if you're uh, here in here in Europe, you kind of know that okay, if you want to do something, you, you can create a company. Uh, but even that, that has like a, a lot of barriers of entry, like paying a lot of uh, lawyers and a lot of bureaucracy involved. Um, so first, the first thing is just allowing people to have the have the freedom to uh, have an idea, start working in a project, and just very very fast uh, uh, create an organization and, and or, like start uh, start organizing that way so that you prevent having having issues in the in the future and you start like operating in a more uh, professional way from the from the get-go and because the the costs are so low to to creating this these organizations they can also be created and then um, dissolved um, at, at some point so it's it's not really just like a company that you think okay this will be alive for for many many years just like uh create the structure you organize you do what whatever you have to do uh and then whenever it it, it it's done like you, you you can just set it down uh but then there's also the the aspect of having having very massive or organizations in which like um thousands of or like a very large numbers of people can come together around a goal and provide uh, provide some some capital or get get capital in some way to do, uh, something that is uh, very very big uh, and this without having having to trust that the the people in charge are going to do the, the the right thing is like a lot of these check and balances can be can be built in in code directly um, so that the organization kind of protects people from from doing uh, things that they shouldn't shouldn't be doing. Uh, so you can have these massive organizations with massive amounts of funds with people that you don't you don't even know or even like uh, pseudonymous people that 
you won't have the ability to knock on their door uh, and be and be confident that they won't be doing anything anything bad or not being able to corrupt themselves because the, the incentives and the check balances are are written in code. So it's really really interesting how it allows um, how it allows people that don't know each other and that wouldn't even, wouldn't even have the ability to know who's behind uh, an address or that they can trust each other more even that even more than people that you know in the in the real world because there's just not not space to do to do something uh, something bad because it's it's impossible i think all this sounds super cool and you can see the potential and it exists already on current social media crowdfunding backing a charitable project sign a petition donate funds and of course, we know that charities often can't be trusted to use those funds responsibly, and there's a lot of waste. And what you're describing, DAOs can enable next-gen social networks coming together to collaborate on really interesting projects and throwing in funds. That's an amazing ecosystem. So what do you think the timeline is like for us to start living in that reality? I mean, I think there's some, um, some obstacles that as a community we need to we need to go over and I, a lot of them are around the user experience and making this uh, accessible to to people uh but i i don't think this is really uh far away i i i imagine that in no more than than two years we'll start having uh mass adoption of of, of these types of organizations by people that don't even know that they're dealing with crypto or, or a blockchain and i think that's that's really that's really important that we start making making them accessible to to people that are not not technical or not interested in in all of this and that they're just using it because it it's also a clear problem and they can um, they can organize better than they can with the with the current tools and, and systems um, so yeah I, I don't think we're, we're talking about a, a crazy a crazy timeline but um, there's there's still a lot of a lot of work to be done Final thoughts. When you're meeting up with other devs during Blockchain Week in Berlin, what will you be talking about and what's really firing you up right now? Yeah, I think something, uh, and again, talking, talking about Aragon, uh, that is really, really exciting is how, how we're using our own, our own tools to, to govern, the, govern the project uh, because it, it runs in a, in, a, in a bit of a special way. There's, um, there's, we try to decentralize the... Uh, the development of a project uh, as as soon as as it was possible, and and we've we've taken that very very seriously. So every every three months, there's these uh, these Argon Network votes. Uh, the Argon Network is sort of like the the DAO that um, that has a mission to make the the Argon project successful. Uh, and in these votes, uh, everyone in the in the Argon community goes down and like uh, first of all, anyone can propose um, like can propose things that they want to see around like for for different tracks like one is a finance proposals or like association proposals or um or proclamations that the the network will make um and with with this every every three months people propose stuff and then people vote on that and then if the if these proposals are are accepted then it just happens and this is the way that the that the project is run at the at the top level and this is how how we decide 
which teams to find to work on argon um, on core argon infrastructure or what 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 to do with the with the funds or whether to create a new grants program or fund the current grants program um, so i think this is it's really the first project that that is running in, in this way uh, and it's it's really great and it's a it's a bit scary because like the token holders could decide not to fund us uh, next year if we're not we're not performing well uh, but I, I think it's really really exciting that um, we have uh, kind of given the, the 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 power and the control to the to the community to to this extent and also that there's no uh, just one development team that is uh, that is working on on everything, but it's like uh, different different teams with different different leadership working on um, on 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 the same goals, but maybe from different angles and with with different ideas. Uh, and I think this is this is really really important and really exciting. Um, and also that we're using our own tools for this. DAPCON podcast is presented by Gnosis. Visit dapcon.io for tickets and more information. Follow us on Twitter at dapcon underscore Berlin. Subscribe for more episodes and we'll see you very soon. Berlin Blockchain Week, August 21 to 23.